festive. Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I Welcome back to As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. Today we are breaking down minute 45. I'm Amy Pascal, your delightful and charming host for this week, and super excited that I have not scared off Jordan Sam and Jessica DeRoy, who are hosting with me. Hello, Jordan. Hello. Hello, Jessica. Hi. So today's minute starts with Josh's girlfriend, Heather, continuing her rant against their professor while they're driving, and ends with Cher watching Josh kiss his girlfriend good night so this is minute is one of my favorite 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 moments in clueless and specifically why i asked to host this block of time um so heather uh as we uh had discussed in the last minute in the last episode was rambling and grumbling about their professor that I think we've all agreed is an English or literature professor mm-hmm. of some sort. Yeah. Um, using fairly uh, second semester freshman, early sophomore terms like fecund and um, just general pomposity. Um, and she's talking about how he is stifling their creativity and their brilliance. And she says, you know, as Hamlet said, you know, to thine own self be true. And Cher corrects her because that Hamlet did not say that. And Heather gets all sorts of smug and condescending. And she replies that, you know, I, I, I think that I remember Hamlet accurately. And Cher... <laughs> Kind of like one ups her in this with her like just as smugly that you know I think I remember Mel Gibson accurately and he didn't say the line that Polonius guy did and I really love that she's just like no I remember Mel Gibson and she sounds kind of vapid and then it's like no that Polonius guy and obviously she's referring to the 1990 film version of Hamlet that was uh, filmed with Mel Gibson as Hamlet and Glenn Close as Gertrude. Uh, and Sir Ian Holm as that Polonius guy. Uh, and it was directed by Franco Zeffirelli. And my, I, like, not only do I love, like, Cher, like, just taking her down, like, three pegs, but it's, like, the look on Paul Rudd's face and, like, like Josh just, like, absolutely loves this moment. Like, immediately starts laughing. And, you know, he looks back and then he looks at Heather and Heather just gives him this look and his face completely changes. Like, yeah, I, I love the, the range of, like, facial expressions he goes through. He does. He goes, like, like it literally, it's like, I probably should have counted... It's maybe 10 seconds because he goes from laughing to like straight ahead at the camera because it's Heather. Heather gives him the look. His face kind of melts into sadness. <laughs> then he looks straight ahead and then he like laughs again to himself, you know, because he's so amused by everything that went on. And I was trying to think like, is, did he look in, because he looks up. Yeah, in the rearview mirror. He, yeah, yeah, does he look in the rear mirror to, at her, or is he still just like thinking uh, about what just happened? Yeah, like I was, and I'm like, you know what? I'm good with either one. Yeah. Like, I like the idea of him looking at her, but I also think that him just being so amused by like everything that just happens is 
is just such a delight, like, and it's so charming, like, he plays it so well, and, you know, kind of, like, one of the reasons that, like, it, I just adore it, it's because, like, he's so taken off guard by Cher, like, Josh is so taken off guard by Cher, and, like, was obviously not expecting this, and to be amused by her in a place where he is... As, as we discussed last episode, he's been taken away from his uh, making out section section session in which, you know, he was eventually going to be able to sex up his girlfriend. If not that night, then hopefully in several weeks because he's laying the groundwork, <laughs> you know, and he's really impressed by her. Like he's impressed yeah. by Cher because not only does she take down like Heather's pompousness, like without thinking like it, but, but or without hesitating, but she doesn't worry about someone thinking that she's dumb. You know, and and especially done by quoting a movie. And I think it's, a, as we were talking about nerd, you know, nerd rules and nerd reasons being awesome. But I think even back then, you know, it's like, oh, you watched the movie of something, you know, uh, like you didn't read the book, like you didn't know this, you don't know that. And, oh, you're quoting a, a TV show. And as somebody who's always been a dorky TV show and movie <laughs> quoter, you know, and um, I just, I thought it was so so lovely like you know and that like she so she takes it out and she doesn't question herself at all and that like and then you've got like Joss's reaction it just shows like how like you said how much he enjoys Cher and like how how he's kind of starting to become smitten with her like because he can have fun with her mm-hmm. and and she makes yeah. him laugh compared to his pompous annoying girlfriend Heather who just gets mad at him yeah she's always something <laughs> new she's um trying to be a better person she's trying to create ties she's no Shakespeare like she's an endless just well of surprise and just you know she's just fluffy and so much candy but it's also substance yeah that's like I didn't even think about it you're, you're absolutely right like that is a spot-on way of of looking at her and I I just love that interaction though where like he just looks over at her uh, at his girlfriend and she has that look and he realizes immediately <laughs> that he should stop laughing oh but he can't but he can't stop <laughs> And baby Paul Rudd is so cute. I mean, people talk about how he hasn't changed, but I mean, he has. And I think for the better, yeah. I think with his, he's just aged like a fine wine, but uh, yeah. just, just baby Paul Rudd is adorable. Yeah, it, it, it um, is yeah. very adorable. And it kind of makes me sad that I, uh, like, I only know so many things Paul Rudd has been in or done. And the only thing I knew really specific about him before, before uh, watching this movie was that before enjoying friend- this movie. Yes, before yeah. the, which I did. Uh, uh, was before the, this movie changed your life, right, I understand. Right. <laughs> changed your ways. Uh, was the was the terrible practical joke he plays on Conan and O'Brien every single time he's on? What his does show. he do? I don't know this. Oh, you, you don't? Okay, so mm-hmm. you know how Conan O'Brien has been on uh, many networks and has uh-huh. gone through many shows, and even mm-hmm. the whole thing with the Tonight Show and stuff like that. Paul Rudd has been one of the few guests that has been on every iteration of the show. So. For like at least ten years, and and multiple times on each on each show too sometimes. But for ten years, anytime he came on to promote whatever movie, play or whatever, he and and the people who set up the cl- would set up this clip. He would go about, oh, here's a clip or something like that, and then they would go to a clip of this terrible like mid '80s 
uh, E.T. ripoff that was sponsored by <laughs> McDonald's called Mac and Me. Oh, where it's I remember scene, that. Yeah, where this, where the kid in the wheelchair <laughs> loses control and goes off the cliff and falls off <laughs> the cliff into this little river, and then like the puppety <laughs> alien pops he up in there, and he does it every <laughs> single time to him, and it was absolutely hilarious because when he was fi- like finally on uh, after the whole Tonight Show debacle uh, on TBS, and Paul Rudd was in Ant Man. You know, like mm-hmm. a big Marvel Disney thing, and so like you know, like okay, so I'm on a new network, uh, TBS, and you're and you're working with Disney, and and you know they don't they don't cotton you know they don't like uh, practical jokes and stuff like this. And and for for the last seven years, you've been doing this joke to me. <laughs> like I set you up, and like I expect you to give us a clip of something good, you know, of what you're doing, and you always always show the same terrible <laughs> clip, and and. And Paul Rudd is actually always like, yeah, you know, like, I really like doing that. But, I, you know, like you said, Start I'm working fresh. with Disney now. Yeah. And, well, no, and, like, they're very – they were very adamant that I had to show – yeah, Marvel had a plan. They ha- I had to show this clip, and, you know, I couldn't do that. And I was kind of sad that I just couldn't keep it up. But, you know, it's, it's rules of rules, you know, this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe thing and stuff. And it's like, okay, so let's go ahead and look at the clip. And it starts off with um, – uh, the Ant Man, you know, like with a scene from it where he like shrinks down and is running with the ants, and then he runs out the tunnel and it go- immediately goes to the <laughs> Mac and Me clip. And there's a few seconds where they green screened Paul Rudd in the Ant Man suit to the scene before he goes off the cliff. <laughs> it like cuts back Conan O'Brien's like why did I even think for a moment that it would be different I'm going to have to look for this clip now I want to see there, somebody had to do a, a montage or what, oh, what do they call yeah. it all these these co- compilations of these clips oh my god that's amazing in this movie he just like you see him become more and more smitten and and it's so charming like it's actually so his so, eyes literally twinkle in this in this scene <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. like I, completely. I see that, yeah. <laughs> completely, like, but yeah, this should be like the definition of like eyes twinkling. Like, we should call Marion Webster, and I think we need to do that soon because let's like more Paul Rudd do you in do every gifts? piece of media. <laughs> Marion Webster, because <laughs> we have some for you. Yeah, because obviously they don't they don't print out the, the dictionary anymore. Everyone just looks right, it up right. online, so they right. just need to start putting the gifts in in the online right. articles. So they get to Heather's place in the car, um, and she storms out of the car as we, they pull up to her dorm, um, which apparently was uh, is it Occidental College because I found okay. shooting area. And was it Christmas? What time of year was this? Why are there lights? I think on? It, I think it was Christmas. Like that's what I figured that you know because they go through a year. Oh, it is. Movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I yeah, got that. Yeah, because um, when they the jeep scene when mm-hmm. they first she goes to pick up Dion and all that is that the first day of school? I think so. Okay, and I then did so. you guys notice that um, Peanuts Lucy from Peanuts Psychiatric help booth in the scene? I, no. I think that's what I saw. I mean, I don't think it was exactly Lucy's psychiatric help doctor's in booth, but it looked like it. And I don't know why it was in the yard of the apartment or her dorm. Um, it was just like a quick thing that I never really noticed because I was trying to figure out what people were doing. There was someone wearing like a long coat in the scene walking down the, the sidewalk. And, you know, you just start noticing things you never did if you're going to do a podcast about a movie. And that's one yeah. of the things I noticed. Like right before um, she gets to the door, like he goes to, up the steps yeah. with her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that red, that red, that red table. There's something like, like with thing? the booth. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what, like what, what business is happening it's the middle of the night isn't it yeah uh. and and 
I'm guessing it has to be a Friday or Saturday night because mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be a party in the valley that everyone's going to go to, like on a Saturday, you know, right. on like a Wednesday night. Yeah. Um. Huh. Yeah. I'm just. It's not a Lucy psychiatry thing, <laughs> but it seems to be like there's just two people, right? Too. Like yeah. manning yeah. a booth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's weird. Um. Like maybe they're doing signatures for something and they're manning it. Oh, really. you're I mean, right. You know what? That's what it is. It's save the whales or it's something ecology. Yeah, because like I know some some people are like you know, like we will stay here until we get the signature oh. we want, even if you know. It almost looks like it's craft services from the movie. <laughs> like they just didn't Turn the get camera out around. of it. Turn the camera around. Like it is literally, it's like kind of a little off to the side. Like they didn't realize they were going to shoot at that uh-huh. angle. Um, because there's two guys and they're older men. Yeah, they are. They're older. Like they're older men. Yeah. Like, one... and and one, it's like there's like a table and there's something, ooh, sorry, there's something in front of it. And behind it, it's like, like, Things that you would get food out of, oh. like like food dishes, uh-huh. so it's like chafing a, dishes. Yeah, like chafing dishes oh. or like a hot cocoa sort of thing. Like I almost like yeah. I wish huh. I'm looking at this on a Kindle, and I wish that I could see it better. But it literally does look like like it's craft services, <laughs> and and or maybe they were just like oh. We don't know what we're going to put here. Uh-huh. Um, I think that maybe just, you guys just go over there. Like, no one will notice yeah. that you're, like, 60. And, yeah, you know, and just, just bring one table because we don't have a lot going on. <laughs> and no one's ever going to notice, but it'll look like people are, like, on the dorm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, so she <laughs> storms up, and Josh takes a minute to uh, look back at Cher and say, I'm going to go walk her to her door and he tells Cher to try and stay out of trouble. And she smiles. And it's like the quickest mm-hmm. smile. Um, but it's so sweet. And Considering then as how he quickly she up, was robbed after uh, Elton drove away. That's a fair a fair thing to say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Like, I, I first I was like, that's kind of obnoxious. I was like, oh, no. he's And he's also still in that, like, I'm going to wink, wink, nudge, nudge you and be kind of obnoxious fake older brother and we won't think about how creepy this is when we make out later um (laughs) line uh and so but and then but as soon as he leaves the car she frowns and she watches she's and she like presses her face out kind of against the mirror the window which surprised me because i was like what why like what is going on or were you expecting them to fight or like what what exactly was going on here well um if it was anything like me uh on a night like this it might have just been the cool surface of the window would have been relaxing <laughs> no she was she was looking and she oh, also Jordan, are you a cat? i know like, jordan i have been oh. likened to a panda before so. uh. <laughs> or was it that fox that just licked the window like <laughs> that video that's gone on over and over again uh so then he runs up the stairs and leans into Heather and they start kissing. I thought it was kind of interesting that you just see them in silhouette, mm-hmm. like, you know, kissing. And then she and then Cher just, as soon as they start kissing, close their eyes and says, ew, my life is turning into a bigger disaster than Malibu. To me, her looking up at that kind of read as wistful, like she was, you know, because she's so, um, like, self-possessed, but then she's mm-hmm. watching these like a peek into the grown-up world where she's watching this to her he's probably a man um kissing this grown-up girl and they're in college and 
um, she probably kind of felt, well, she had just been victimized and gotten her dress dirty. Mm -hmm. And she probably felt kind of like, oh, I'm just a little kid, you know, just for a moment. I remember getting that feeling when I was a teenager, especially if I had a crush on somebody and it was not returned or, um, or something like that. I, I, I grew up in a small town, like I said before, and um, a lot of people got married really young. And I remember kind of wow. that feeling of like, am I a kid or am I grown up? And then like when they would do things like get married, I would always get that kind of wistful feeling. So I kind of felt something like that from, from sharing this scene. I definitely understand the wistful thing. I, I think my interpretation was slightly different because I don't still know if she sees Josh as a man mm -hmm. like because I think she still thinks him as like this bratty kind of brotherish character but what I did get was like it was the first time she would she'd been alone like you know like he he abandoned her like he for a reason and you know in, in a safe way but she needed him mm -hmm. he came immediately like you know despite what he was like being with his girlfriend and they were in the car. His girlfriend was being obnoxious. Like, he was obviously amused by her. And then in this weird moment, which I think, like, she still hasn't fully processed, she's like, oh, he just chose her over mm -hmm. me. Oh, I see and, that. And, you know, and I think, and but it still goes with the wistfulness mm -hmm. because she, you know, up until this point, like, he'd completely chosen her over, over Heather. And suddenly he chose Heather. And that really, I think like it, it's the little beginning pieces. Cause I think we see, we see Josh falling for her, but we really don't like, it takes her a much longer time to realize it, you know, and, and later in the movie, like she will have an epiphany. I will not spoil things, <laughs> um, for some people who have not seen the movie yet. Um, but like when she realizes it, it's like kind of this like very it's like oh my god I can't believe it. like I have feelings for somebody, but with him like you you see these little moments and I don't because like she doesn't really date anybody. Um, she's like we said she's very self possessed. She's you know very aware of things and this is I think kind of the beginning of her not like kind of having emotions that she's not completely aware of and even and, if even if it's processing. not that she's aware that that she has romantic feelings toward him you still get that kind of possessiveness i mean i had that over my brothers mm -hmm. and when they liked a girl i always you know get that weird feeling like oh you know but you're my brother you know why why do you need to look at other girls because i was the only sister so she could even have kind of the beginnings yeah. of those feelings oh com completely completely yeah it's like because it's like goes from like i can't believe that josh is around he's such a jerk and annoying to oh i need help josh is the first person i call you know mm -hmm. and and she yeah she's whiny on the phone but she really doesn't have any doubt that he will not show up for mm -hmm. her then like this other girl comes around and she's annoying but and but and josh kind of you know in in shares uh view you know acknowledges that she, that heather's annoying mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like all right like try not to get into trouble like it's almost like oh you're a little yeah. kid again so okay. there is that part of it but there is a, a like i can see the possessiveness over him as a brother and also like having these feelings that she was not even if it's just having the feelings that she didn't know she wanted josh to respect her mm -hmm. oh in the song that's being played in the car mm -hmm. is counting crows which and what i thought was particularly interesting is that the song is ghost in you it, and 
Let's Keep Making Our Connection uh-huh. is, and it, that song is a cover of a Psychedelic Furs song. And Psychedelic Furs, infamously, like their song Pretty in Pink is hmm. uh, the theme song to the movie Pretty in Pink. Uh-huh. And the reason it was chosen is because um, uh, Molly Ringwald was a fan of theirs and had like given like some of their music over to John Hughes. So when he was putting together the soundtrack for that, the soundtrack for like all the movies are so good, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I thought that was an interesting kind of thing. Yeah. But then that I didn't realize that like County Crows got really big just a couple of years before that they had, um, it was like, yeah, 1993 was when Mr. August and everything after came out with like well, Mr. Jones and around here. One of the, one of the interesting things I've also noticed while listening to the previous minutes in there is the when they talk about uh go into detail about the music being played and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like uh i you know like i didn't realize and i kind of forgot like back then like paramount was owned by viacom and viacom owned it nickelodeon uh mtv and a couple of other channels so you know yeah yeah they still do and so like and this was back when mtv actually was busy with music so (laughs) So Emmy Heckerling apparently had a lot of like a lot more like things to choose from that you know kind of just ties into that a lot easier like the the and it's just kind of interesting how she showcased people that didn't that weren't big right then but did hit it big or just were just becoming big and and mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of interesting songs and like uh if you listen to the previous mu- music they go into like how she, she picked like a couple of people for certain scenes and stuff like that where they weren't uh well known at at that time uh but they like, were no doubt. like just up and coming is yeah we do you know we didn't address this in the last minute but is this minute uh do we have any emma-esque things going on i don't think we do um except that in emma the josh character is mr knightley and he is very mm-hmm. grown up. He is the older brother of mm. Emma's older sister's husband. So he's very, you know, he's very well established. He's a gentleman, squire, or whatever in the in the township where they live. And um, so she's definitely just a little 21-year-old young girl compared to this guy. I don't know how old Mr. Knightley is, but um, another cute guy, um, uh, Jeremy Northam, he played... Mr. Knightley in uh, in the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma, mm-hmm. very handsome. He's very in that that same vein of Paul Rudd, um, John Cusack. Um, okay, he's, he's got That's those looks move. that that the the dark hair with uh, pale skin and just really cute. Um, so that that I could see kind of some of that. There's probably many times that Mr. Knightley puts Emma in her place. So this is kind of. Mm that kind of tone also who is your favorite character in clueless aside from Cher? i always i always like wallace sean as a character no matter what so i mean like him as uh um what was it mr uh oh i'm forgetting what the teacher's name is hall it now is it hall hall mr is hall? it hall because that's what i that's my first uh, i think it is miss miss and miss geist mr hall, geist. Mr. hall. I, yeah yeah like uh you know i i I kind of just liked like him as 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 he is in the in the movie there in general, um, but uh, but since he only has like certain parts, which I I love every part that he's been in, uh, but the only other character I could think of that maybe comes up is uh, Travis from uh, mm. uh, being played by uh, Breckenmeyer. Uh, 
which uh, again is another person that I have the most weirdest like knowing about him from the things completely tangentially to what actually makes him famous. What do you <laughs> which, know him from? Uh, Robot Chicken and oh, yeah. Franklin and Bash. Oh, Franklin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which was a fun show. I liked That's it. it. That's a Zach Morris show, yeah. right? It is. It's Zach Morris, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Zach Morris and Brick and Meyer. Yeah. Had, uh, oh. Ian, Ian McKellen in it, too, I think. Was it Ian McKellen? Ian McKellen? No, seems... no, 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 no. Um, I'm like, but it has, it has... Sir Ian McKellen? He was not... slumming it no, on his best friend is Patrick with Zach Morris? Like... But, well, no, yeah, wait, there I'm is like... a Sir Someone on... Was it Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell? McDowell? Okay. Yeah. I don't know yeah, why. I go. never watched that show, but I must have seen a preview or something because I remember his face. Yeah, because yeah, I don't... I'm, I mean, all right. So, so you get to... Who is your favorite? Well, did Jordan, did you commit? Is it? Is it... Breckenmeyer? I mean, is it Travis or is yes. it Mr. Hall? Okay. Yeah, like, just Travis is the top one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, there's a good good argument for Travis, definitely. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about this today just in case you asked me this question. And besides Cher, um, I don't know that I really have a favorite. I really like Cher's dad. <laughs> Not only because of his oh, yeah. earning power, obviously, but I just love how gruff he is and how aggressive he must have to be in his job, and yet just adores his daughter and yeah. and just you know just the way that he talks to her and and is so proud of all her accomplishments. He's he's a great dad. He is. He absolutely is. Like I wholeheartedly agree. Um, Josh. Josh is my favorite uh, because a completely smitten with him from the minute he shows up on the screen and also i think when i saw the movie i was 20 21 you know i was probably about his age like i think he was he's supposed to be a little bit younger um than me at the time but i so thoroughly loved it because i've always loved teenage movies and teen books and teen shows like you know i was wholeheartedly into like 90210 for a really long time um but for this movie i think i just related to him just a little bit more um and and also he is adorable i'm giving you guys your plugs here's your okay jessica (laughs) is telling everybody that it's very important (laughs) to pay attention to safety warnings on the side of the freeway uh, always wear your seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Jordan is going to tell you that he is going to do a crossover of a talking cat and <laughs> the cat next door, the boy next door, and it's going to call the cat next door. And uh, um, it's going to start. They're going the... to go in. Ad- it's going to go. No, no. You know what? Jordan and the cat next door are going to be watching a lot of like movies from the early '90s, like into the 2000s. They're going to start with Mean Girls, and you should totally keep an eye out for that. Me, God, I can't, I'm sure I'm doing something fairly ridiculous, but I'm just going to tell you if you want, follow me on um, on Twitter at Amy Pop A M Y P O P, and I will retweet a lot of funny things that other people have said. And yeah, is that do you guys have anything to add? No, that's that's pretty good. I'd say. Awesome. <laughs> I thank you. I'm very excited to get to minute forty six. Um, fare thee well. Oh wait, Jordan. I just remembered. Uh, no, 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 no. Worries. I'll ask it another time. We're going into another minute very soon. Yes. Goodbye, Jordan. 
Goodbye. Goodbye, Jessica. Goodbye. I hope to see you again, and I hope it's not super bad. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Amy Pascal, with my guests Jessica DeRoy and Jordan Sam. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If Underscore Podcast. And follow us on Instagram at, at As If Podcast. All one word. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.